Blog Talk Radio. Kids don't know what we're talking about, that we're too young to understand how the government works. We talk. I'm going through it, yeah, I know you see the tragic in it. Just hold on to the little bit of magic in it. I can't break down now. I can't take that now. That a thousand times managed to survive. I can't break down now. I can't take that. everybody and welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. We start tonight on a very serious note. I'm John Hollywood, your host, and today everybody in the world, not just the United States, has been waiting to hear from the man himself, the one who was supposed to decide whether the President of the United States, a sitting President, obstructed justice or can, 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 or should be charged with conspiracy. Also, is he a legal president? Did he have a foreign country put him in office? Did they have anything to do with it? Because if they did, that is a violation of our contract and voids the election. So this is All You Need to Know Radio, and we are going to start with Robert Mueller. This is the guy who made the decision, and then we'll talk about it. This is All You Need to Know Radio, and it starts right now. Uh, Good morning, everyone, and thank you for being here. Two years ago, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel, and he created the special counsel's office. The appointment order directed the office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Now, I have not spoken publicly during our investigation. I'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete. The Attorney General has made the report on our investigation largely public. We are formally closing the Special Counsel's Office, and as well, I'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life. I'll make a few remarks about the results of our work, but beyond these few remarks, it is important that the office's written work speak for itself. Let me begin where the appointment order begins, and that is interference in the 2016 presidential election. As alleged by the grand jury in an indictment, Russian intelligence officers who were part of the Russian military launched a concerted attack on our political system. The indictment alleges that they used sophisticated cyber techniques to hack into computers and networks used by the Clinton campaign. They stole private information and then released that information through fake online identities and through the organization WikiLeaks. The releases were designed and timed to interfere with our election and to damage a presidential candidate. 
And at the same time as the grand jury alleged in a separate indictment, a private Russian entity engaged in a social media operation where Russian citizens posed as Americans in order to influence an, an election. These indictments contain allegations, and we are not commenting on the guilt or the innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. The indictments allege, and the other activities in our report describe, efforts to interfere in our political system. They needed to be investigated and understood, and that is among the reasons why the Department of Justice established our office. That is also a reason we investigated efforts to obstruct the investigation. The matters we investigated were of paramount importance. It was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned. When a subject of an investigation obstructs that investigation or lies to investigators, it strikes at the core of their government's effort to find the truth and hold wrongdoers accountable. Let me say a word about the report. The report has two parts, addressing the two main issues we were asked to investigate. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. And we conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system 
to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. It would be unfair to potentially it would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated, and from them we concluded that we would, would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the president committed a crime. That is the office's, that is the office's final position and we will not comment on any other conclusions or hypotheticals about the president. We conducted an independent criminal investigation and reported the results to the Attorney General, as required by department regulations. The Attorney General then concluded that it was appropriate to provide our report to Congress and to the American people. At one point in time, I requested that certain portions of the report be released the Attorney General preferred to, make that in, preferred to make the entire report public all at once, and we appreciate that the Attorney General made the report largely public, and I certainly do not question the Attorney General's good faith in that decision. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. In addition, access to our underlying work product is being decided in a process that does, that does not involve our office. So beyond what I've said here today and what is contained in our written work, I do not believe it is appropriate for me to speak further about the investigation or to comment on the actions of the Justice Department or Congress. And it's for that reason I will not be taking questions today as well. Now, before I step away, I want to thank the attorneys, the FBI agents, the analysts, the professional staff who helped us conduct this investigation in a fair and independent manner. These individuals who spent nearly two years with the special counsel's office were of the highest integrity. And I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Sir, if you're subpoenaed, do you need to No question. All right, everybody. So this was the special counselor, Robert Mueller, and he is the man that decided that there was not enough evidence to actually charge the president um, 
for cons- uh, conspiracy or for um, obstruction of justice, but not so fast. <laughs> the thing is, is the reason that he basically made his decision was because he realized early on he could not indict a sitting president. So all the things that he was doing, all the interviews he was doing, you know, Trump hangs out with a bunch of corrupt officials, and that's why when we come back, I am going to be telling you about the people that Donald Trump knows and several of them are paying the ultimate price of being the friend of the President of the United States or his patsy. You decide. So that music means we need to pay some bills and step away just for a couple of moments. And I want to do that. And I want to tell you right now, there's a new movie coming out. That I am very excited to get to see a sneak peek of it tonight. And it's the Elton John story. And I am a huge Elton John fan. In fact, I took my partner for his birthday last year to uh, the Elton John concert. Let me tell you, when Elton John took the stage, you saw a legend was taking the stage. So real quick... um, Let's uh, go to break when we come back. And actually, haven't really even done a show opening, so let's do that real quick. This is John Hollywood. I am your host of All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. We are heard uh, every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, tonight, our sponsor is American Best Property Management, and the owner of that company will be joining us here probably in the next 30 minutes. Guys, I'm so excited about this company that is our executive, is our exclusive sponsor. And uh, he's a good guy. He's got a great business. And if you just need to get away, this guy can help you do it. So stay tuned. America's Best Property Management is the host of our show. If you'd like to join the show live, you can call us at 516-531-9990. That is 516-531-9990. You are listening to All You Need to Know Radio, um, the world's number one show on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to you. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at All You Need to Know Radio, on Twitter at All Need to Know Radio, and on Instagram I just have to give you a really big shout-out because last week's show, we were at 173,000 people. Right now, I just looked at our register. We're at 187,000 people worldwide that are following our show. We are humbled beyond belief. Thank you so much. We'll be right back, guys. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
we have a huge surprise for you. And this is an extended trailer of the movie that comes out, Rocket Man. And it comes out tonight at midnight. Make sure it's in every movie theater. It is going to be a huge movie. And, and you know, Elton John, you know how flamboyant he is and how he likes things his way. He was a drug addict. He was involved in so many things that he almost died multiple times. He had, he had sex with anything that walked, and the people who did this movie actually tried to get him to tone the sex scenes down and the drug scenes down, and he refused. So I am so proud, and you are going to get to hear for the first time uh, as soon as I can find it. <laughs> I think I had it just a second ago. Um, it is the extended version of Rocket Man. Once again, it is in every movie theater uh, starting tonight at midnight. It's about five minutes long. I think it's worth that you listen to every bit of it. This is Elton John, the story of Elton John. And keep in mind, the guy who plays him, I can't think of his name. I don't want to butcher his name. But I do want to tell you that he does not lip sync in this movie. This is actually his voice. He actually sounds like the legend Elton John. And him and Elton John, when they met, they fell in love. <laughs> Enjoy the trailer. Here we go. I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there. I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald? That's my granddad's name. Start as a fat boy from nowhere. Get to be a soul man. Gotta kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. Be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. I was trying to do something bold. Why are you still something flashy? Can you even play the piano in those? Let them know who you are. And just don't kill yourself with drugs. So how does it feel to be a star? It's never gonna last. Let's just enjoy it while we can. Sleeping arrangements, kiddo. All of this is gone. I just hope you realise you're choosing a life of being alone forever. Don't you want to just sing without this ridiculous paraphernalia? People don't pay to see Red White. They pay to see Elton John. Sorry. How much pressure I'm under? Not really. I'll still be collecting my 20% long after you've killed yourself. Maybe I should have tried to be more ordinary. You were never ordinary.
What did you say your name was again? Elson. The thing about playing someone who is so beloved, all we can do is give our heartfelt interpretation of his life and his music. Taron is an actor of incredible range. I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there, I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. Blue jean, baby, LA lady. Elton said, I don't think I've ever heard anyone sing my songs better than Taron. And the great thing about Elton is that he wants Taron's interpretations of his songs. Elton's songs are the defining moments in people's lives, and the songs should all come from a place of character. There are moments in a rock star's life that define who he is. You can be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. Taron's actually singing in the film. And he's so convincing, and his voice is incredible. I don't think there's anyone in the world who could play Elton. It's Taron's role. It's been the greatest joy of my professional life making this film. Last. Let's just enjoy it while we can. There are moments in Okay, guys. So that was. What's going on here? <laughs> Not sure about that. There we go. All right. So that was the amazing Elton John songs. However, it was not Elton John. Didn't he sound like Elton John? To me, he sounded like the Elton John. And I've met Elton John, and I've seen him in concert. And he's such an amazing guy. You know, and he's done so many things for AIDS and HIV, uh, HIV people. And, you know, he saved countless of millions and millions and millions of lives. You may not remember Elizabeth Taylor was one of the huge celebrities that supported him in a big way about what was going on with AIDS. And uh, so, you know, the thing is, is that... Elton John is finally ready to let the world in on his life story. And if you think it's boring, it's not. And this movie is not, I repeat, not for children. So that was All You Need to Know Radio exclusive, a five-minute trailer for the new movie that starts tonight. It's called Rocket Man, and the guy who plays Elton John, I repeat, does not lip sync. This is his voice. So, once again, back to All You Need to Know Radio.
If you haven't heard her, get on the internet, go on Facebook. She is an amazing artist, and let me tell you why. One is she's a female. You hear all the growls and screams, that's Otep. And she writes her own music. She sings her own songs. There is no lip syncing to this girl. She's amazing. She's also a friend of the show. We're trying to get her to come on there. So, back to business, and let's be let's be um, serious for a minute and fair. Even though what the president of the United States is getting ready to say is a bunch of lies, we are going to let Donald Trump have his response to the Mueller report. It's 18 minutes long, and I can't stomach it for 18 minutes, and I'm not going to subject you to that. However, I want you to hear his response. Get ready. <laughs> Enjoy. We just had news that Turkey released a prisoner that we were trying to get, and they released him a little while ago into home custody and will be released from home custody to the United States pretty soon. And I just want to thank President Erdogan. We dealt with that, and he was uh, he was great. They released this prisoner, hostage, whatever you want to call him. He's at home custody in Turkey. He'll be released fairly soon, so that's good news. I guess probably you know about that. Uh, other than that, I think things are going very well. The economy is doing fantastically well, uh, beyond any expectation. Unemployment numbers are just about the best in the history of our country. Employment numbers are the best. We have close to 160 million people working today, which is more than we've ever had before. I'm going out to Colorado today to give the commencement address for the Air Force, which is actually very exciting for me. It's an amazing place. These are great people, so I look forward to doing that. Any questions? Well, I think it was the same as the report. There wasn't much change. Uh, it was, to me, the same as the report. And there's no obstruction. You see what we're saying. There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt by the media and the Democrats, their partners. And it keeps going. Uh, I thought it was finished when the report was released, but it goes on. And this, to me, it was the same, frankly, as the report. And he said, basically, it was the same as the report. I think he's totally conflicted because, as you know, he wanted to be the FBI director, and I said no. As you know, I had a business dispute with him. After he left the FBI, we had a business dispute. Uh, not a nice one. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't happy with what I did, and I don't blame him, but I had to do it because that was the right thing to do. But I had a business dispute, and he loves Comey. Uh, you look at the relationship that those two, so whether it's love or a deep like, but he should, he was conflicted. Look, Robert Mueller should have never been chosen because he wanted the FBI job and he didn't get it. And the next day, he was picked as special counsel. So you tell somebody, I'm sorry, you can't have the job. And then after you say that, 
he's going to make a ruling on you. It doesn't work that way. Plus, we had a business dispute. Plus, his relationship with Comey was extraordinary. Now, one other thing I'll say. Why didn't he investigate Strook and Page and McCabe and Comey and all the lies and Brennan and the lies and Clapper and the lies to Congress and all of the things that happened to start this investigation? Why didn't Comey come clean? Why didn't Comey come clean and say the things that he knows are facts? Why didn't Mueller investigate Comey, his best friend, or his very good friend? And there's so many other things. Here's a question. This is a study of Russia. Why didn't they invest the insurance policy? In other words, should Hillary Clinton lose, we've got an insurance policy. Guess what? What we're in right now is the insurance policy. I think he is a total conflicted person. I think Mueller is a true never-Trumper. He's somebody that dislikes Donald Trump. He's somebody that didn't get a job that he requested that he wanted very badly, and then he was appointed. And despite that, and despite $40 million, 18 Trump haters, including people that work for Hillary Clinton and some of the worst human beings on earth, they got nothing. It's pretty amazing. No, Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Russia didn't help me at all. Russia, if anything, I think helped the other side. What you ought to ask is this. Do you think the media helped Hillary Clinton get elected? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I can't listen to any more of those lies. Russia did help you get elected, Mr. President. You had nothing to do with it. Sadly, you allowed yourself to be played by Russia. And because of that, and because people hated Hillary Clinton, and let's face it, men didn't have the balls to, to elect a woman president are some of the only reasons you're president. You can sit there and say as many times as you want, no collusion and no obstruction. But I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not a lawyer, I have read the 480-page Mueller report. And I encourage everyone out there to please, please read the report. Because it is very sad, it's very depressing, but it opens your eyes to actually how the government will work. Because right now, we are in a situation where the three branches of our government are truly being tested is if they're going to work. You know, we already know that the cowards in the Senate are scared shitless of Donald Trump. Maybe they think he's going to fuck their wives or something, but I don't know. He Maybe he'd have to pay him $130,000. <laughs> Wait, Michael Cohen's in prison, so he would have to figure out another fall man. You know, we were going to talk about this. And real quick, let's remind you, because I haven't forgotten, We were gonna, this show was going to be completely dedicated 
to the king of all media, Mr. Howard Stern himself. We are still waiting to hear from Howard's people. He might be joining us live. Regardless, we are going to hear it from Howard's mouth. What is life about them? And he's wrote a new book, and it's called Howard Stern Comes Again. And in it, guess who he talks about? You got it. The President of the United States, who made the most outrageous statements, such as he wanted to fuck his daughter. He said that on television with his daughter sitting right next to him. You Republicans out there that voted this guy into office, this is the type of person this human being is. 2020, guys, make that. Write it on your forehead. We must get this racist, homophobic, fat-ass bigot, lying, moron, uneducated, even though he's a genius. Do you know the people who don't? You know the people who don't say they're geniuses? They're usually geniuses. So anyway, we are still going to talk about Howard Stern. I just wanted to make sure I, I couldn't pass up the fact that, you know, Mueller did this interview either today or yesterday. And, you know, I consider this a big deal. And I consider it a big deal and I don't. Because here's the bottom line the Mueller report is not going to get Donald Trump removed from office. Because either he has something on the Republicans, maybe he has something on them. Maybe he actually has uh, prostitutes peeing on them in a bed like they do in Russia on them. Maybe he has compromising positions where Mitch McConnell fucked around on his wife and he's threatening him with that. I am hoping there has to be some reason that – for some reason, the Republican Party has gone blind, dumb, and deaf to a president that is actively and in plain sight breaking the law and violating the Constitution of the United States of America. And let me remind you, on January 21st, 2017, one of the worst days in the history of this country he, rose, he raised his right hand and swore to uphold the Constitution, and all he's done is trample on it. He literally threw it in the floor, and he's been jumping up and down on it. And if you've seen Donald Trump, he's a fat-ass old man, and so that poor Constitution, just ridiculous, guys, beyond belief. Seriously. So we are going to take a quick break because you're hearing that music in the background. We're going to play you a couple of songs instead of playing commercials because I just think it sounds better. Be thinking while we're gone. Have you read the Mueller report? If you truly want to be a part of this country in history, shame on you if you have not read it. If you truly 
want to have an opinion about what's going on, read the goddamn report. It is 480 pages. I won't tell you that that's not a lot. It is. It took me four days to read it. But as I read charge after charge after charge, I was disgusted by this one fact. And I'm going to tell you what that is when we come back. (laughs) There's a little tease for you. You know, that's how it goes. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio. And I'm your host, John Hollywood. We're out exclusively on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you'd like to join the show live, and I invite you to, especially if you are a Donald Trump supporter, stand up for your man. Tell me why Donald Trump should not be impeached. Because he breaks the law in plain sight. And if he were not the president of the United States, he'd have some big-ass gold or big-ass silver bracelets around him. And not just him, his son, his other son. By the way, he does have two sons, even though he doesn't acknowledge one of them. He does have two of them. And his daughter is now being drugged into this. And the sad thing is that people just don't get it. Anybody that associates with Donald Trump, they end up where? I'm going to tell you when we come back. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio. Don't touch that dial. Please give a big shout-out to our executive, or excuse me, exclusive sponsor, America Best Property Management. Today, they have a, a inter, they have a uh, Instagram account. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, so we'll let Chris Bates tell you when he joins us. This song is The Words Got In The Way, or sorry, excuse me, Words I Couldn't Say, and it's from the soundtrack in the movie of Country Strong. Enjoy. In a book, in a box, in the closet In a line, in a song I once heard In a moment on a front porch late one June In a breath inside a whisper beneath the moon There it was at the tip of my finger
right, everybody. So that was words I couldn't say from uh, the movie Country Strong. Hey, did anyone out there know that Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow actually can sing? I didn't know that. So I'm going to play you a little treat while we get ready for something else. This song is called Country Strong, and this song actually went to number one when the movie came out. Believe it or not, this is Gwyneth Paltrow, not a country and western superstar. Listen to her tone. Listen how she makes it sound country. It's a sign of a good actress. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, and here we go.
actress Gwyneth Paltrow, she used to be married to Chris, oh, God, I forgot his last name, Martin, uh, from, uh, <laughs> I forgot the name of the group. So we have a caller that wants to uh, be a part of our show. Have no problem with that. I'm not actually sure what he wants to talk about. We are still going to talk about Howard Stern. I'm going to tell you I don't think he's going to join us, but you still need to stay tuned because we're going to we're going to play some good clips that I don't know that you're going to recognize Howard because he's not the same Howard Stern. Now keep in mind we opened the show with Robert Mueller. And what my producers are telling me is that uh, this is my gingerbread man, actually, which I'm excited about it. I'll be putting him on the air in just a second. But he has a strong opinion about Robert Mueller, and he wants to share it with the world. So, my gingerbread man, are you there? I am here. All right. So, everybody say hello to David. Say hello, everybody, David. Hello, everybody. So, all right, uh, David, this is All You Need to Know Radio. Once again, if you are just joining us, I am your host, John Hollywood, with the number one show in the world, thanks to you guys. Guys, understand, we're not just heard in Dallas-Fort Worth. We're not heard in Chicago and just places in the United States. We're heard in China, Russia, God, God help us. We are also in the Netherlands. It's amazing, and we are humbled by the fact that these many people are listening to our show and not just in our country. Remember to give a shout-out to our executive sponsor, America's Best Property Management. Go on our Facebook at All You Need to Know Radio. Click on that link. We're also going to post their news Instagram page, and we're going to post all their social media so you can read about their product. You know me, to be a sponsor on my show, I crawl up your ass with a fine-tooth comb to make sure you are a legitimate business. I learned that from Kid Craddock. May he rest in peace. He's missed very, very much on KISS 1061. But, guys, he died the way he loved life, playing golf. Now, I hate to hand this over to David under those kind of terms. But, David, the world is listening, and the stage is yours. There so you go. A little bit of a rough segue there. Definitely wanted to be able to say thank you for letting me speak anyhow. But uh, we all caught up in Robert Mueller. We're all caught up on what Trump was found guilty of or not guilty of and where the next steps for impeachment goes to. But I do want to take at the moment and point out the fact that that investigation is now over. There are people that have their own motions to go through, whether it be Congress to, to impeach our president or the president to make motions to keep doing what he's doing, whatever you want to call it. What I do think that the president needs to do and Congress needs to do and those in power need to protect the American people. We talk about a wall on our southern border because of – rapists and murderers coming over the real fear that we have the real fear that we should have is actually electronic 
uh, Facebook deleted 2.2 billion profiles in the last three months. Count that with a B, 2.2 billion profiles that they were using to troll Americans and divide this into the us and them pile. We could build a wall to block anyone coming over from Mexico. We would end up killing ourselves over some civil war from hate and, and distrust and mistrust from each other. And I think the rest of the world would should look at us and go, there was a great democracy until they destroyed themselves. But what our government needs to do, what our leaders need to do, is protect the integrity of that democracy and make sure that what information we get to is true and honest, it's fair, and that it's not somebody out there to make a profit every time he's up at the microphone or every time he's on the TV. That he's here for the American people and that he defends the American people, and that means every congressman, every senator, senator, congresswoman, president, anyone in power needs to be protecting us both physically, sure, but also apparently electronically and from the social world of trolls that will go through and spread lies, hates, rumors, and make sure that we hate each other enough that it's an us and them category, and then our leaders end up being – Maybe not the best quality leaders because we've been getting horrible information about anyone who's of quality. Uh, John, any response to that? Yeah, definitely I have a response. Are you kidding me? Have you met me? Yes, you know me very well, actually. Pretty well. What What do you think about – Robert Mueller's press conference. Do you think it made things better, or do you think it made things worse? I know I it think... infuriated the president to hear Robert Mueller basically say that Donald Trump was involved. If he were not the president, he would be charged with 12 counts, two I, counts of I conspiracy and 10 counts of obstruction of justice. Right, right. The I only reason he did right not now... charge him is because he's the sitting president. So what do you think? I think that right now we're a little bit of, in my eyes with Robert Mueller, he put us in a stalemate because he said two things. There was not enough evidence to prove the president was innocent of anything, but there was also no legal action that he could take. So that being said, he's, his hands are completely tied. We live in a three-branch government, which means that uh, we have a judiciary, a legislative, and an executive branch, the president being the head of that executive branch, and those three powers check each other. That way we don't have a king. We don't have an empire. The Americas were started by people who left monarchies. Being that three powers, there are two different branches of, of government right now that can take down the president if they see that there's an illegal uh, actions on his part or his people's part. As a matter of fact, the executive branch itself, the cabinet can can uh, congeal together and create an impeachment process of their own. So there's several ways of removing somebody who is acting completely illegal. Now here's the here's the problem of it. Politics has become a game, and politicians know that they love their job. It's easy. They get to you know live cush lives and be in front of the camera for not a lot of physical work by any means. That being said. It's very easy for them to make a wrong move and get removed from office by somebody else being put there by elections. They would rather play the game and play safe and not rock the boat than do the right thing. 
And sometimes you just got to get up and rock the boat. You've got to stand up for what's right, even though you may get voted out of office, even though it may not be popular. I think the example that I've heard over and over again, it was, it was in the teens for how much uh, – Americans wanted to have Richard Nixon impeached, but by the time the proceedings were out in public, by the time the Americans got the correct information and the right information about what was going on, it, the majority of Americans were okay with seeing him resign from presidency. That being and said, so do you not do you not think that that could possibly happen here? I think I it mean could right now it's here, so similar because there are a lot of parallels, polls, but and the polls are kind of strange. Because they, they weren't right for Hillary, but they didn't take Russia into account. But the thing is, is that I think it's 90% of Americans want Donald Trump impeached. Now, understand, they understand that the Senate doesn't have the balls and doesn't have the – And that's the, that's the um, biggest struggle is why should we waste the time and money on that when we have a, an election coming up in 14 months? Our, my biggest concern, and I'll emphasize because, this again – it's not about whether or not he's in office right now. He will be removed should the people choose to do that. We, the people of America, have a chance to do that, get out and vote. That being said, let me ask you this so question. To be able, hang on, wait, wait, wait. The way that we need to be able to vote, though, is to protect the integrity of the information that's given out to us, to be able to protect the integrity of our voting system and keep our democracy a democracy. That way, the leaders that we put in power are actually there by the American people through the democracy and the system. Very true, but let me ask you a question. When the American people went to the ballot box in the midterms, do you think they went to the ballot box saying, if, the, if we put the House back into uh, – if we put the House as we're Democrats again because Donald Trump's Republicans are doing a, such a bad job – do you think that they put the U.S. House of Representatives as, as Democrats, do you think they put them there to uphold the Constitution or follow polls? Oh, definitely to do their part and be supporters of the Constitution. But it does not matter, once again, if they uphold the Constitution or not, if – the elections are damaged. If the information that's di disseminated out to the American people are wrong, we won't have the correct people in there to do the job in the next election. Well, see, I used to think that, but let me tell you why I disagree. I disagree because Donald Trump every single day puts his big fat foot in his mouth, and he continues to lie. And polls show, and he – been interviewing people they're tired of it and everybody right. thinks that donald trump won this election by a wide more margin margin and the informed and he do didn't. not he won the election by the razor thin of any election in the history of our country and i believe and i would like to hope as an american that if I see the evidence that we have based off of just reading the simple Mueller report, and if we can get Mueller in front of Congress and that gets put in front of the American people, Donald Trump is dead in 2020. I will, I will emphasize again. His, hold on, hold on, hold on. Every one of Donald Trump's supporters 
could vote for him, and he still could not win the election just with his followers. Donald Trump's grave mistake in his presidency is he has not at even one time tried to bring this country together. Not once. And you cannot win with his followers only. It just won't happen. It's Never. not going to happen. Period. Go ahead. I, and I would say our leaders, our people need to come together. We have been through so much, us and them, uh, who's on the other side of the borders, who's stealing our jobs, where's the big business versus the little guy, the one person. The, uh, there's so many different accusations going wrong, so many different people hating each other, so many different people wanting the other person to not exist anymore. And every day you hear that from our leader. Every day well, he points out who else is stupid. Wait, hang on. He go points ahead, out who's ahead, stupid, who's not, who's not competent, why he's the best, why somebody else is in love with somebody else. He relate, He's told us himself that he's in love with mad dictators like Putin and Jayo Kim who will go out and murder and slay and sub, sub, uh, subject their people to horrendous uh, lifestyles and persecution, and yet that's who he wants to emulate. So that being the struggle, we need to choose some leaders who um, would do, strongly disagree. Let's just say Look that. And that I don't fall this, in I'm love not with. I don't remember what I was going to say. Do go you believe it. Donald Trump's? Do you believe Donald Trump's followers trust him? I'm not sure yes who Donald no. Trump's followers yes are. No. Yes uh, I don't no. think anyone can trust him. I don't think anyone can trust him. Period. Too okay, many of the people no. that he's so been around have been you, convicted. You're telling me that you think his followers that time and time will say they're going to vote for him no matter what's going on with their life, you don't believe that they trust him? I will say that if there yes was another no. Republican – hang on. If there was another Republican candidate that was put on the ballot, he would have a higher That's percentage of the vote than Donald Trump himself. I ask you. You're, you're, you're answering questions like a dim, like a, you're just trying to spin things. Just I listen told to you. my question. I said I do have a I message said, they do not my trust him. Please just they do not listen trust to him. my question. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Do you believe Donald Trump's followers trust him? Yes or no? Let me say this. They do not in any way okay. trust him. We're gonna, I'm sorry. You're not answering my question. Yes. Oh, I said they do I not will trust answer him. Myself. Donald Trump's followers do trust him. Donald Trump's followers will listen to anything he sells them to. If he tells them to drink milk, he'll drink it. So all Donald Trump would have to do to bring any part of this country together is to stop talking negatively at his rallies. And start trying to bring the American people together instead of dividing us. And that was my point right there, was that we have, you're right, 100%. We have to stop hating each other. We have to stop the division of each party. That's not what this country or, was founded or on. Or gender or religion or race or creed. I did not hear what you said. I said we don't need to separate ourselves on gender, on race, on creed, on on location. We need to be American people. We need to be informed of what's right. going on Do in our world like and our nation. Do you what? feel like we're American people right now? No, we're definitely no. 
No, absolutely, definitely not. We, when I was in school, we, I was told that we were a melting pot of all these blends of everything. Recently, that's been updated where they say that we're now a salad bowl, where it's real easy to distinguish all the different parts of it. That's- and that's all because of Donald Trump. And what you said earlier is so true, and that is that our leaders should be trying to bring this country to together to stop this divisiveness. But you guess, guess what? It starts from the top. So if the president of the United States is trying to divide this country every hour of every day, he can get on TV. And when he can get in a stadium and call the press enemies of the people, he's not trying to bring this country together. And like I said before, he is there in, in lockstep with leaders like Putin and Zhao Yong Kim, who we How all does that know make the atrocities. You feel good? That does not make me feel good. What I'm telling you is that why would we want to have a leader like them or somebody who is in lockstep with them and divisive to everybody who's around him instead of somebody who uplifts, who pulls together, who's unity? Some of these new candidates that are competing against him, watching uh, Mayor Buttigieg, he speaks about the fact that he can get into a vehicle with whatever race and creed that he was doing while he was in the military service. Thank you for serving. Absolutely. That he, he could match and, and keep with anyone because they had a single goal, to continue the mission, to finish it, to finish. He has a game plan for a lot of different aspects of our American uh, politics system, and he wants to join in with whoever wants to pitch in and get it done correctly, the right way, and not trying to exclude or, or profit from it. But the sad thing is that Donald Trump thinks his road to the White House is to continue insulting people, giving them stupid little nicknames, give uh, just – just not doing anything to bring this country together. And I hear everything you're saying, but we have to be honest about this. Donald Trump's supporters are blind, dumb, and deaf. I, let me ask you a question. Why, and please just answer the question. I will answer the question. Why do you think that people – what is the major reason that in 2016 – Forty-something percent of this country, like 63 million people, voted for Donald Trump, a reality star, and against a woman who is the most qualified to be the president of the United States. Why do you think I will give you several. I will give you several reasons. Number one, just like you said, he was a reality star, and name branding is everything. They saw a businessman who was who had the facade of being profitable, meanwhile secretly hiding his tax to result and hiding his bankruptcies. Number two, you had a uh, you had a guy who was sowing so much fear in the world that everybody was FOMO. They were fear of missing out. They were fear of missing out on their job. They were fear of missing out on money. They were fear of missing out on safety and integrity. And yet he's been the most uh, pickpocketing, condon person I've ever met. And third of all, there's a lot of people out there that are still sexist. It doesn't matter what you want to call it. They will not vote for a woman because she's a woman. And you can say it's a uh, macho thing. You can say that it's a uninformed thing. But between the fact that she was female and she was related to Bill Clinton, 
they did not want to have another Clinton or have a female at all in the office. So he had a lot, a lot of things going for him. And the third part I will say, or the fourth part I'll say is Bernie Sanders has some great ideas, but he splits our vote. So he either needs to join the bandwagon and help with the greater good or step out. Like he, I, he splits too much of the vote and he's that hard, 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 hard left that we're not ready for. So between Bernie the fake business and the sexism, there's definitely several reasons that he he won. And you know what? You're, I'm trying to lose my voice, folks. You're 100% right on everything you just said. And you know how sad that is that in the year of 2016, we have grown adults that still think that way? For me, it's just sad. Because I really think the main reason Donald Trump won was because of the fact this world would, did not have the balls to vote for a woman. I think That's they did, really didn't want to have a first won. man in the White House. Say that again? They just didn't want to have a first man in the White House. I mean, we've had a first lady for so long. It'd be They're really about to anyway. have a first man. God, God willing... They're about to anyway. So tell everybody a little bit. Why do you think Pete Buttigieg should be the next president of the United States? God, please hear me. I want to know what you think. Okay, I will give. I will give my stupid reasoning first. If Donald Trump can be president and all he was is a fake businessman and a reality TV show, apparently anyone can option for the presidency as long as they meet the age requirements. That being said, Pete actually has proven himself. He has worked in very large cities, struggling during the economy slump, and he has brought his his cities out of the darkness and into the light. When he was in uh, his mayor role, he was called away on military uh, um, military duty and took it up with pride. Proved himself in the military, came back got elected by 80% of the votes, 80% of the votes from a city. That's ridiculous. How amazing is that? Hold on. Absolutely. Let's make sure that we make, now, repeat this to everyone. He took uh, 80, a six-to-nine-month lease of, uh, of absence, came back Go and into the military. ran for mayor, and he won at what percentage? Over 80%. Incredible. So here, once again, you have somebody who has military experience. He has the experience of bringing a city together. He has experience of fighting a, a weakening economy and bringing it back into the sunlight. But more importantly, in his own personal life, he has chosen to come out of the closet. He has, he has announced that he's gay, and he, that makes him a, a minority. And he has to, just like every other minority, struggle through the hate, which is proliferating throughout the Republican Party, about whose God is who. Apparently, their God of love doesn't cover the love that he shows to his partner. And that being said, he struggles every day with, with the judgment, with the uh, discrimination that a lot of people have to go through. Not everybody has the same intensity. Not, I'm, I'm sure there's different issues with the race issues and with the sex issues and, and such, but homophobia is a huge one. And dealing with that, he understands and can sympathize to a degree larger than your typical white American male. 
So him being able to overcome that hurdle, being able to prove himself time and time again with both the military and with his economy of his city and, and bringing it up, one of the biggest struggles that he had in his uh, tenure as a mayor was bringing the blacks and the whites together, taking the uh, charge and taking the point of watching uh, bad things happen in a city and not just sitting back, but taking active active role and making sure that the police were introduced to people of the city, not to shake hands, but to be familiar with them. So when they went and, and helped patrol neighborhoods, that they weren't meeting strangers and just profiling them for whatever white or black or baggy clothes or, or dress suit that they were doing, but actually getting to know the feel of these neighborhoods and the feel of the people that were in them and being able to walk up and say hi without somebody getting all choked up and scared that somebody in a uniform is coming by. So he made the police approachable. He made the races more welcoming towards each other and all the while trying to figure out how to make the economy start do working again and not just giving tax breaks to the rich, not just handing out cameras to the police officers and being like, turn them off if something gets sketchy. He was actually being proactive and making sure that we were a together nation in his version of in his city, not just an us and them. And, you know, the, the most important part of this is I don't know if you noticed this or not. When I talked about Mayor when I talked about presidential hopeful uh, Pete Buttigieg, did you hear me mention he was gay? No. And you know why? Because I don't think – I'm glad that we possibly are going to have our first gay president. I think it has absolutely nothing to do with his qualifications, with his plan for the country, with his experience. But it does have to do with his holds. perspective. And I think it's amazing that – we focus on all of that, and then the very end we say he's gay. By the way, he's gay. That's a plus to us. And, that's and the only awesome reason that's brought that up you at didn't all start it off that way. With no, your no, opinion, his, you his, did not start it off that way. And I thank you for not, that, but sir. I, he, sympathi he sympathizes with a lot of people. He sympathizes with a lot of people who have to deal with discrimination and with that all the time. And to have somebody who does have to subject themselves to that life he chooses to live a real life and yet is discriminated and looked down upon, he's going to be able to reach out to people and help people that the former candidates and the former politicians have not been able to reach to in the same way. I completely agree. Now, we're going to, we're going to run out of time here, so guess what, guys? We still have not heard a yes or no from Howard Stern, which that means that leaves me hopeful. So we're not going to talk about Howard Stern on this tonight's show. We'll move that to next week. I want to move it to a serious note. There was a tragedy here in Dallas, Texas this weekend where a 23-year-old transgender woman was brutally beaten in Dallas, Texas on Saturday. Not only was she beaten, she was fatally shot. And at a Sunday news conference, uh, Vincent Weldington of the Dallas Police Department said officers were called to the scene of a shooting around 7 a.m. And the victim, who was identified as I'm going to kill, not kill, I'm going not to say her name properly. Do you happen to know her name, David? I, I'll have to inform myself. I'm Malicia Booker. Booker was discovered dead on arrival 
was discovered dead on arrival, and there was actually what's really sad is the police were very aware of this situation. And she and Chris Crock from WBAP here in Dallas, Texas, had the gall to a dead woman. This woman is dead. She's gone from the world. And he accused her of being killed because she was a prostitute. Sir, people have to make their livings how they make their livings. And Chris Crock at WBAP, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'm in this, I intend to send you a tweet to let you know my true opinion of this. But I want to say, and David, do you know how to say her name? I would say Malaysia. That's it, Malaysia Booker. Yeah. As far as senselessly, goes. senselessly murdered for being who she is, not because she was a prostitute, as Mr. Chris Crock with WBAP just stated because he doesn't like people who are not like him because he's just like our stupid-ass president, Donald Trump. And one thing to consider, too. Human being. And who, who cares if she was a hooker? Who knows that she wasn't trying to put her way through college? Who knows that oh she gosh. wasn't trying? You say, oh, my gosh. I will say this. You know that the, that everybody sells out at some point in time, and some of these people are selling out for a lot less than putting themselves through life, and they're a lot cheaper than uh, some sort of prostitute, that's for sure. It doesn't change the fact that she was murdered. I'm just saying that Chris Crock sells himself she, out. Exactly. And Chris Crock, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're a better guy than that. I actually have met you at WBAP. I worked along with you at my show at Credit Talk USA Live, and I am ashamed I know you, sir, with these views that you have. You need to apologize, and I intend to contact the president of Cumulus Radio, which I happen to know very well, Dan, and let him know of how heartless you were about this, and maybe you're doing it for ratings. And if you are Chris Crock with WBAP, you are a disgrace, sadly. So, May, say her name, David. Malaysia. Malaysia Booker, please rest in peace. If I would have known about your your ceremony, my my darling, I, I would have went. I actually found out about this story through a real estate agent here in Dallas, Texas. That's a good friend of mine. And uh, his name is uh, Philip Morell, and he is probably one of the biggest real estate people in Dallas. Next to Faisal, I have to give Faisal a good shout out there. But, I mean, he was one of the only people that I actually saw talk about this and put it on his show. So, guys, we're going to take a really quick break because we are just about out of time. I do have one really important event I want to tell you about coming up, and I really would like to see if you want to be a part of it. 
Right now, we're going to let you hear the Oscar and Grammy winner, and I don't know how many awards she's won, but the incomparable Lady Gaga here is Shadow Shallow with Bradley Cooper. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to close the show with some exciting news. Oh, Is there something else you're searching for? I'll fall in all the good times I find myself longing for change, and in the bad times I fear myself. Because I want to let you guys know that um, because of all the stuff we've talked about, we're about 25 minutes over <laughs> our showtime. Let me tell you something. I've gotten nothing from management, which means they're enjoying our show. So let's move to this. One of my really good friends is Ty Herndon. 
country music superstar, Ty Herndon. I think he has seven number one Billboard hits, starting with What Mattered Most back in 1995. On June 6th, he has a benefit coming up called Concert of Love and Acceptance. There are very few tickets left, and you do have to go to Nashville to see this incredible show. Daltrey is going to be there. Daltrey is a straight artist. So for a straight artist to go to a LGBTQQ, I may be saying that wrong, I apologize, but for him to be there in one of the headlining acts, is a big deal, and it's just what Ty Herndon has done since he's come out as one of the first gay country music artists. Now, whether Ty's gay or whether he's not gay should not matter. Ty Herndon has the voice of an angel, and he had support from Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, Willie Nelson, Jason Aldean, you name any Reba McIntyre, any big country artist, Ty Herndon had their support for standing up and being who he was. So I am very excited. Me and my gingerbread band are going to his concert, and we're going to spend, excuse me, one night in Nashville and just go sightseeing. I've been to Nashville one time, and it was on tour with my sister, so it was literally getting off the bus, doing our show, getting back on the bus, and really not getting in to see anything else. This song we're getting ready to play is a duet by Jamie O'Neill. And this song, actually, if his label would have been smart enough to release it, it would have went number one. So this is our song pick of the week of All You Need to Know Radio. And guess what, everybody? Everybody here, everybody around the world, this is our song pick of the week. And this is from All You Need to Know Radio. And it's good. And it's fantastic. And it's Ty Herndon, Jamie O'Neill. I can't. awake at night and thinks about what we had Every now and then I'm haunted by tears I wish she didn't leave like that I know I should let her go but I can't I wish I could call and say I think we made a big mistake I'm sorry Yeah. 
show. I am going to close the show. All right, everybody. So I'm going to close the show with letting you hear the remaining of this song. Please, if you would like to be part of Ty Herndon's concert, love and acceptance, go on our Facebook page, and we'll have a link to buy tickets. Seriously, this show is going to sell out. Also, go to Instagram. We have a link for that. And go to Ty Herndon Official on Facebook. He definitely has a place to get tickets. Enjoy the remaining of the show. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm John Hollywood. Thank you to my gingerbread man for joining us with some very wise and honest information. This is John Hollywood, All You Need to Know Radio. Teach, reach, and remember, keep preaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Good night. I think we made a big mistake. I'm